1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
0: Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon.
1: It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get Or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show you get episodes with no commercials
0: you get our video because our video is no longer available on youtube it is only on patreon and the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows but also bonus episodes each month But if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I
1: always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. (laughs) (laughs) This is
0: also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go
1: again? Patreon.com slash bloody (laughs) happy hour.
0: You ready? Yep. Hey, y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And it's Tuesday, Quickie Tuesday, and I love a quickie. It's midday quickie, A midday quickie
1: is always, (laughs) always, um, you know, accepted. I will always accept a midday quickie, so here you go. There's actually some news for today,
0: like right now, that's going on right now, right? Well, yeah, which, I mean, there is. Okay. I don't know which one we're. Just- the only one I'm thinking about is Gypsy Rose is officially out of prison.
1: Yes, she's did-
0: free. She free. I think she only did like seven years.
1: Well, good because. Yeah. I mean, she. she needs I don't to even have know why life. she. I haven't delved into that story mm-hmm. yet, but it's wild. But also today, what just happened mm-hmm. is the Idaho house has officially been demolished it's it gone. is gone they said they wanted to do it before the kids got back from break family is not happy about it um they raise a bunch of questions like what if the jury wants to you know because the jury can go and look at the crime scene and just like can you hear the dog bark from this room can you hear like can you see uh the person like because i guess uh bethany not bethany um Devin, what's her name one of, one of the survivors, uh-huh, the one again. who said that she saw him and the bushy mm-hmm. eyebrows, they're like, from where she was standing and where he was standing, like, could you really actually see or just like things like that to where you might need to be actually in the situation. Um, now they won't be able to do that unless they recreate, but like, why are you recreate? I don't know. There's something shady going on. I think, I don't know what it is, but it just seems all so why, like, what is the point of it? Yeah. It's a sore eye. It's like a eyesore, uh-huh. sore eye, um, but let's it, can we get a trial date at least? Like nothing, yeah. It's like it takes forever to do anything. But I saw that um, oh, University
0: true. of Idaho prosecutors told the school the current condition of the premises is so substantially different than at the time of the homicides that a jury view, in quotes, would not be authorized
1: under Idaho case law anyways. they I made new case law. But why? Why would it be so substantially different? You know, well, think about like Moselle, Mademoiselle. Moselle, Moselle, Moselle. Uh-huh.
0: Everything was intact. Like all the family stuff was there. Everything that was outside was inside. But here, you had everything's gone. So the roommate, the surviving roommate, moved all their shit out. The survive the people who lost their kids moved all their stuff out, so it's a totally empty. So even if you said, I can hear, let's put a dog over there to bark, the sound's going to be totally different because the house is, or should be, more empty than it was. And the more things you have and the more, like, fabric you have, it absorbs sound. That's what I thought of is that it's a totally different place
1: because it's a shell of a house now. But wouldn't you think at least they could see the layout because it, mm-hmm. it's a very particular layout it's just an odd layout of the house but why didn't you just leave the shit in there and clean out the blood you know like I don't know how they they did it with the they left the parkland school mm-hmm. how it was and they went toward the parkland school shooting so I don't know i I don't know, I don't know why this is different I don't yeah. know if uh, I just know from other cases I'm no expert yeah. but who knows maybe it's not a big deal and People are just freaking out about it. But there's that. Mm. Um, speaking of cases that are kind of fucked is uh, the Becky Hill case. Uh, that's not really a case. It's Alex Murdaugh, But Becky Hill um, is the one who is the clerk of court. We've talked oh, about this. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. She's the one who wrote the book and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's been a new situation that's come out of this. So not only is (laughs) it's ongoing. This Becky. Okay. She was a clerk of court for the case. She was the one who was accused of jury tampering throughout the whole trial. Um, Miss Becky over here playing whack-a-mole with the publicity. She is uh, now facing plagiarism allegations for stealing from a draft of a BBC news article for her book and the plagiarism accusation stemmed from her co-author. So the co-author found out about this plagiarism and then is the one who was like, I want to get, I'm pulling out of this. Like this is not how we do things. And they pulled the book, stopped all the sales and it's no longer available to purchase. So let me read you what the article said and then what was said in her book. This is the article. To know South Carolina's Low Country is to know the Murdall family name. Between 1920 and 2006, three generations of, generations of Murdall men presided as chief prosecutor for the state's 14th Judicial Court, the longest such stretch of family control in the United States history. They were the law," says Mr. Nettles. Okay, that was part.
0: That was the from BBC. the article, uh-huh. yes.
1: And then in the book, it is. Um, it says to know South Carolina's low country is to know the Murdahl family name. For eighty six unbroken years from nineteen twenty to two thousand six, a Murdahl presided over the chief prosecutor for South Carolina's fourteenth judicial court. It's the longest such stretch of family control in the United States history. Quote, they were the law, Bill Nettle said. <laughs> for even longer, the Murdoch men worked at the family funded uh, founded litigation firm, building a small fortune and cultivating their dominance in all concerns of the on, in all corners of the low country. So the reason that all this came out is because there was a FOIA request, which is a Freedom of Information Act. So basically, you can since she works for the government, she her her emails are able to be accessed to the public. Like you just have to put in a request and you can access the emails. So all of her emails are now being accessed. And so that's how this co-author found out because the BBC article person accidentally emailed Rebecca Hill, Becky, this article and meant to send it to a different Rebecca or something like that. Like Uh it was a whole mix up and was like, please don't, Please delete this. Like, don't put this anywhere because I meant to send this to like maybe my editor or whatever mm-hmm. who's also named Rebecca. And she responded. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'll delete it right away." And then she sent it straight it. to her. She's forwarded it straight to her personal email. <laughs> so then she used it in her book. So all book sales have been paused, and there's still a retrial hearing for Alex Murdoch that um, for the jury tampering allegations, and. There's the ethics complaint that accuses Becky of abusing her office for personal gain regarding her actions concerning the book and published about the trial, which at this point, it doesn't seem too far-fetched. And my prediction is that there will be a retrial for the murders.
0: Uh, it's so easy to summarize other people's words or give them credit.
1: Or use chat, AI, GPT, whatever. Yeah. I. Um... Or why are you so obsessed with writing? Like, just let it go yeah. why do you have to write a book becky with the bad she hair quoted
0: bbc like gave them credit this probably wouldn't be a conversation no or just reword it
1: becky is shady becky and copy becky... and pasted
0: becky was lazy
1: Mm-mm.
0: you can't copy and
1: paste your own damn book your own book. <laughs> uh, moving on, Jody Hildebrandt. So this is what's the latest here is that Jody Hildebrandt is going to prison. So in case you don't know, she's the one with Ruby Frankie. Ruby Frankie uh, is the her co-defendant code who went to court, pled guilty to a similar plea as um, Ruby. So J- Ruby's hearing was last week. Jody's was this week. She did the same exact thing. She pled guilty to four counts, second degree, aggravated child abuse, and agreeing to a prison sentence um, that will run consecutively, meaning one after the other, uh, the prosecutor afterwards explained that because these are second-degree felonies, that the max is 30 years. But the part, uh, two of the counts have been dismissed, and f- four of them she pled guilty on, so she could. We don't know how long she's going to serve. They both have their sentencing on February 20th, and that's whenever we will be able to figure out—we'll know what Mm -hmm. they—how long they will serve. But they will serve prison time. Um, The DA would not speculate on it, but Jody Hildebrandt's attorney gave a very interesting statement to the media saying— she made this plea for the children and took responsibility for what she did so they can begin to heal and recover mm. Mm, you're so nice yeah. yeah you didn't think about that where you had them in handcuffs um zip ties and, and zip ties um walking around on the hot concrete uh with bare feet doing wall sits and hog tying them so mm. that's nice <laughs> And now a word from our sponsors. Um, and then the big story, Savannah Soto.
0: Oh, yes, man. I was so into the story. Like I was just ready. I was ready. I was ready.
1: 18-year-old Savannah Soto, a pregnant woman from Leon Valley, Texas, near San Antonio, disappeared one day before she was scheduled to be induced and have her baby. She was reported missing by her family on December 22nd and was last seen or reported missing on the 23rd, last seen on the 22nd. Her family said that she was a week past her due date and police had confirmed that she had completely missed her appointment. To be induced. So mm-hmm. on Christmas, police department issued a clear alert, which is sent out to uh, sent out for missing, kidnapped, or abducted adults. However, they only sent it to Leon County. They didn't send it all over the area. Like they didn't send it to. It just went to that one county. Like that uh-huh. was a big deal, I guess, because they should for the
0: missing persons. Okay. Yeah. But somehow it ended up like at least a big story because it was on a missing persons page that i follow Uh and so i saw people in waco finding it and sharing it just from this missing persons page
1: yeah like it it blew i just remember seeing tweets all of a sudden i was seeing her name and i was like who is this girl and what's happening so she was born on august 22nd 2005 to gloria and she grew up in san antonio with her mother and brothers and a little over a year ago savannah's younger brother was brutally shot and killed he was 15 years old so this is this is one of the there's a few theories Mm because we don't know what happened and it could be that it was retaliation from so the brothers killed the suspected murderer goes on trial And then there's this huge brawl in the courtroom and there's like maybe her family is going and beating up the guy who's on the stand who's the alleged murderer. Uh And so they're saying maybe this could be retaliation, but also her boyfriend, who was her baby daddy, is also into some nefarious things, Mm -hmm. drugs, deals. Like there's a picture of him with like stacks of cash. So while she was in school, she met this guy, Matthew Guerrera, their relationship turned from friends to being a relationship. And um, she was 15 at the time, and he was four years older than her. Um, it was on and off, but at some point they eventually were together, and she finds out that she's pregnant. Um, and she was going to have a baby boy. A lot of rumors were going around saying they about their relationship because he was. He had a very colorful past being abusive to her last Christmas. Last Christmas. Last Christmas. And even in March 2021, in January 2022, he had a weapons charge. Christmas of 2022, he was arrested for assault, causing bodily injury to her. Um, And I believe even some neighbors came out and said that they saw her being, like, kicked down the stairs. And she was unconscious. And she... She was going to be apart, part, but eventually went back to him. And that's when she got pregnant. So
0: then when she goes missing, so everybody's thinking, oh, this is going to be a murder suicide. Oh, yeah. Either he killed her and the baby or it's a murder suicide. And then when it comes out that the last crime, the last incident reported incident was on Christmas. It's like, damn, is Christmas a trigger for him? Because then she goes missing again on or near Christmas. So my initial Gut reaction was, oh,
1: she gone. Murder, suicide. Mm-hmm. Savannah was last seen at her apartment complex. According to her family, nobody had able was able to get in contact with Matthew. Since Savannah disappeared, police tried to go to her apartment on Christmas Day. Un- they were unsuccessful. Family and friends organized a search, had no luck. The grandmother was talking about how she was so excited to have the baby, and she had every all the nursery all ready to go. And like family, his family, her family, a bunch of people are posting on Facebook. There's a bunch of different things that they said out there. But after a few days of searching on the 20, December 26th, Savannah was found deceased along with Matthew in the car of mm-hmm. an apartment complex of a different place. Like they didn't live here. It was just in this car. And it at first they... Didn't identify the bodies, but then like a family member went and apparently saw and was like, yeah, it's them. Well, she's in the front seat and and she has like a baby car car seat or carrier on her lap. And she's been shot in the back of the head, like behind the right ear. Ear. Yeah. Which is, and then he's laid, laid out in the back seat with his pants pulled down. And he's also shot in the back of the head behind the ear. Pants pulled down. Did you know that? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Because
0: what got me is the back of the head behind the ear. And I was like, what? That's not
1: murder-suicide. No. Behind the left ear. Um, Police say that they were likely dead there for three to four days. Mm -hmm. And they said that it was a very perplexing case. Perplexing. So... I don't think it's a murder-suicide after Mm-mm. the fact that he's in there. I think it's some kind of... There was some drug stuff. There's some cartel stuff. There's some retaliation. There's something. But I think that she was collateral. De- like, she just was there, and it was all for him because they are the ones who, whatever they wanted to expose him and just let him be, you know, yeah. when you just... I don't know. But then, yeah, you should. I think they were shot and then put there. Shot somewhere else. Because... But I don't know about the. What's the car seat in her hand? Exactly. So uh, one
0: report said that they were in the parking lot near the medical center where they were supposed to go and check in. Then I saw crime scene tape at a a different apartment complex. So I didn't know which one was correct. Which one to believe. Well,
1: because I know there's been so much and you have family out here talking, you have the police and then it's just so much is blown up. It's. It's wild. We don't know. I um Yeah.
0: I'm
1: I'm
0: I'm perplexed as well. <laughs> very, oh. very perplexed. And I did see that the mom was like it doesn't have anything to do with her. It probably it's all has to do with him. Somebody's retaliating against him, but I can also see if this is gang related, which it sounds like it was because the brother, it was a drug deal, drug issues when the brother got killed and he was young too. He was 16 or 17 when he got killed. The brother 15 a year ago. Yes, okay. Yes. 15, so she's just as young. Um so, I can see, if this is retaliation, how they would also be after somebody in the Soto family. Yep. So, I don't know if it's all
1: Matthew's fault. I mean, that case just blew up. Gosh. It's, um, it's oh, there was this other one I was going to talk about, but... It, no. No. It's... Yeah. Nope. Well, that's going to be
0: developing. I'm sure we'll hear more and more as details alike. Yes. because yes. i didn't even see the pants down i must have skimmed right over that well
1: that was from an instagram live video that i think well, it's her sister-in-law or somebody which is i think the one who somebody opened the door and saw, saw. that it was her and then saw him in the back and saw his pants were pulled down but i'm sure the police absolutely don't want that to be out there because you need that information to be like yeah Kind of but, like, were they released? pulled
0: down because they were like intentionally pulled down, like, and his boxers, or was he a sagger where his pants were alway, already halfway down and then in the struggle they
1: ended up just being down? I don't know. Or unless they were like, pull your pants down and don't, like, to make him not move or whatever, like, to make, I don't, I don't um. know how the drug dealers do it or <laughs> gangs. If you're a gang member out there, a drug dealer, can you let us know, like, what's up with the pants I would think down? they would do that to... They're to... like, pull your pants down so he doesn't run away. So maybe they were getting her while he was maybe making him watch. What if they were doing that? Like, pull your pants down. You're going to watch us kill her because we want you to suffer or something. Yeah, well, what does
0: your pants have to do with
1: it? Because it makes you not run away. Like, you can't... You, I mean, I guess you can run away with... You still...
0: Yeah, but even if you take off, you can pull them up as you're running. I would think maybe they're thinking it like let's pull his pants down so they'll think it's sexually motivated and they don't think it's gang related. Like that takes it to a whole nother
1: crime. I think it's just like, a way to like embarrass him or something, mm-hmm. or just to be like, yeah, expose him. Yeah, yeah. Woo! So
0: and there that's you right go. The road. Talk about a quickie. Here's a quickie for you. Okay, we'll see you Thursday. Um, And we are going back to Arizona.
1: Ooh. I like
0: Arizona. It's good weather. Part two of our our case that I did right before this.
1: So we'll see you on Thursday.
0: Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always
1: be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. I'm
0: Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the the Cover Cover Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smudge. Don't forget this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so
1: excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. For sure. For <laughs> sure.
0: You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast.
1: You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok. So don't forget to give us a follow on
0: those two also. And We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you.
1: We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi I didn't you, you just kept going I'm going to introduce the book I'm <laughs> not reading it It's Because I don't like reading Girls like cowboy butts You know And those jeans Don't hide anything mm. Find us on Instagram At Bustles and Bangers Or on RogueMediaNetwork.com
0: Hey I'm Katie And I'm Summer And this Is Monsters in the Attic So We thought we'd bring people up it's very real and we're fortunate to have a lot of friends who have a lot of monsters and we can't wait to share them with you i love that that we're so fortunate that we have so many friends with so many monsters
1: where can people find us facebook instagram and everywhere they listen to their favorite podcast they can find me at my therapist office as they should (laughs)